Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Patrick Bryant. He is co-founder of Shine Paper. We're going to find out a little bit more about what they're doing in the cannabis space. I love talking with folks who are finding little niches, little aspects of the cannabis industry to really kind of own and dominate and innovate in. And they have certainly done that. Patrick and his team have developed some really interesting products and they've been going to market and they've got some interesting results. I'm curious to hear how things are going in terms of sales and and where they're selling. And I I love these kind of aspects of the cannabis market with these um, non-plant touching kind of businesses that end up being super important and super integral to really growing and developing the business and you know can be great highly profitable you know big businesses if done right at the right time so excited to hear the story with that patrick welcome to the program thanks so much for having me bruce no it's a pleasure to have you on so before we kind of get into what you're doing right now with shine paper tell us a little bit of the backstory professionally what were you doing how did you get into cannabis how did you get into this company tell us the you know give us give us the story well my co-founder and i uh dave brown we had a business named Coastal Cigars that turned into Cigar Row that turned into London Cut Cigars. So we had kind of pivoted <laughs> a few times in the cigar space. But but really, we were 
focused on cigars in a commercial setting. So either it was uh, grocery stores or Las Vegas casinos, any of those kind of places. And, mm-hmm. and we had found ourselves in Cigar Row, this is 2013, we had found ourselves as the largest provider of Opus X, a really high-end mm-hmm. cigar. It runs about $100 a stick in, in our Las Vegas casinos. And, and so we had all these Vegas accounts, and, and we were selling a ton of this Opus X product that is so incredibly expensive. And one day, Dave came into my office, and he's giving me this number, and he's saying, you know, this is, this is intriguing. And we immediately start plotting, uh, how do we create something high-end that's a cigar that we can send down our own distribution channel and provide something really unique to the high-end buyer, something really exciting. And so we started experimenting, and we did all kinds of, of funny experimentation. <laughs> I'm curious. I always love experiments. <laughs> what do you come up oh, with? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we took uh, a really high-end cigar, and we, we, uh, did a, we were doing a bourbon infused at the time, so we uh-huh. uh, worked on a cognac infused and a couple of other liqueurs, you know, super high-end liqueurs combined with a super high-end cigar and the beauty there being that you'd you'd smoke you know this particular cigar while you're drinking that particular mm-hmm. liquor and it really does pull the pull the flavor out and so we experimented with that but then we also experimented with paper mache money which was kind of a funny one because we we liked the idea of burning you know, uh, money, <laughs> rolling a hundred dollar bills. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what we were going after. We were saying, Oh, well, let's take, let's take shredded hundred dollar bills and, and do something cool with a cigar. And so we experimented with that. And then, uh, we start playing with gold and, and we're mm-hmm. working on, uh, formulas and, and processes around getting gold onto a cigar. And as you can imagine, there's there's a number of them, and, and, mm-hmm. and we went through a few iterations. But ultimately, we ended up with a cigar that was called Gold Cut. It's, it's still around today. Uh, it, it sells in, in some really high-end spots. But it is pretty expensive. It's a, it, it runs you know, a good 60 bucks a stick. But it's got 24-karat gold leaf on the outside of the cigar. So your you're mm-hmm. literally outer wrapper is... Is this super fine Connecticut shade tobacco, and then on that is this this twenty four karat gold, and people love it. The, the experience of smoking it is that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So, and and I mean, I, I haven't even thought about like the health issues of smoking gold. I mean, sure, <laughs> did, sure. We thought about it a lot, Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> sure. uh, yeah, we were we were having people telling us that that it was going to be problematic, and we were concerned ourselves, of, of yeah. course. And we did a lot of research around it uh, before we launched the product, uh, and because we we are entrepreneurs, this isn't our. Our first at bat, and and yeah. honestly, we don't want to hurt people, right? Yeah. Like that's just not a, a line of work we're interested yeah. in. And it, you know, even if you make money, that doesn't make any sense. And and so we were very uh, on top of that, doing research, and we did all the research. So to answer uh-huh. your question, we found a few studies. Now, of course, we have all of our own evidence, um, uh-huh. but we found, at that time we found a few studies of gold inhalation, and and the real. The real moment that we knew it wasn't an issue is when you do the math on, now we didn't know this at that time, but when we did the math on the flashpoint of gold, you're not melting the gold. 
Right. So it's not like you're <laughs> you're smelting gold and then inhaling it, right? Yeah. Um, you're creating an outer layer of your ash that is gold dust. And yeah. and it, in a in one of the the scientists that we interviewed about it, he actually said, you know, if if you were to smoke your product in a room enclosed for, you know, days on hand, it would still only be equivalent to cleaning out grandma's attic this weekend, right? Yeah. You're, you're going to get some dust into your lungs, the gold being no different than the than the other uh, anything else types. that's out there. And yeah. and there you've got this uh, oppor- you know your lungs clean it out and 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 move yeah. on. So yeah. so when we heard that, we that was really one of our moments that we said, yeah, this is yeah. this is cool. We should play with this. So so you did it with the cigar. So you have this gold cut cigar. Where did you go from there? So we put the gold cut cigar in a bunch of Las Vegas casinos and it's getting traction and people are paying attention to it and it's getting some press and uh, we're having a a fun time with it. Uh, But the numbers really weren't moving in a significant way. At the time, we had a kind of some ridiculous packaging and in Vegas, it was costing over $125 a stick. So it it just wasn't, you know, flying off the shelf, but, but it had gotten some interest and we start playing around with rolling papers and the idea of putting our exact same process that we had used to attach the gold to the to the uh, tobacco, which is important. Again, you can't use anything that would that would harm anyone, so mm-hmm. so we had to reinvent some stuff there. But uh, we we start using that process on rolling papers. And in the beginning, our cigar roller, Tommy, who's been with us a long time and is an integral part of the team, uh, he was literally taking one rolling paper at a time and uh, <laughs> processing it with gold, letting it dry, and then we would have a you know a box of, of six to prototype it out. Now, of course, we quickly figured out how to manufacture it, but <laughs> yeah, good. those yeah. were the those were the early days. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like, yeah. and uh, and what we Scrappy. were focused on back then. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I guess what was the thinking in terms of how you were going to go to market on this? How you were going to who you were going to sell it to? Who the core customer was? I mean, tell me about a little about your strategic planning around this. Sure. Well, we're a couple of entrepreneurs, right? And so we we start where we know, and we started marketing to people and feeling out the market and and pivoted a couple of times. Uh, but but the basic premise was always the same, which is we want a really cool, hip, leading edge super high-end product. We want to be known as the luxury space of rolling papers. And everything that we innovated after that was always, how do we how do we float up into this luxury space? And initially people were saying, look, no one is going to pay $55 for 12 rolling papers, right? Jeez, I mean, 12 yeah. joints for, for 55 bucks when you can buy any other paper in a, in a convenience store for a buck 20. You know, everyone was convinced they wouldn't they wouldn't buy it, and we really truly believed, that based on our our previous cigar experience, we really thought there was a space for it. We thought people wanted something high end. Gold was intriguing enough to make it make it fun, and so then we just started innovating on on who we were giving it to and who uh, we educated about it, and even the slogans. I mean, we in that first year we were coming up with with slogans like uh hashtag 24k in your ashtray um, you know burn gold all all kinds of 
of fun ways to interact with with the product. And then our our audience, we developed out a an entire marketing program called Gold Gang, where uh, people that that use the product can get special products and and be part of the the you know shine club as it as it is and and that that gold gang marketing really helped drive a lot of it but a ton of it was celebrities i mean we we yeah. put it we put the product in the hands of a ton of musicians and artists and people that that we were impressed by and you know, we there was a, a young guy coming through at that time that we loved. We just thought he was just a super cool guy uh, named Little Dicky, and and we gave him the product, and and we loved what he did with it. And he he shot a video for us, and then we ended up sponsoring early tour. Uh, so we were we were super fans of Little Dicky before he was he was big, and and so that that's really what helped us drive forward in the into the space. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess, how did you end up finding these influencers and the and the celebrities and stuff? Because I think that's, you know, that's everyone's kind of dream, right? Like I create a product, I get it, you know, a celebrity to kind of use it, endorse it some level, and I'm off to the races, you know, but, uh, you know, they get inundated, right? Like, how do you actually find these fine folks, engage them? Like, what does that arrangement look like? How did you play this out? Well, that's a great question, and it and it certainly has evolved for us and and our deals with with different celebrities. In the beginning, it's about network effect, right? It's a, it's about reaching out to agents, pitching them on the product, giving them the product for free, seeing if they're interested in it, finding out which one of their celebs you know has interest. There were times that we would think, oh, this celeb's going to love it, and we would reach out to their agent and pitch it. And then they, the agent would say, no, that's just not a her thing. She's not going to care about that. But you know who would care about it is this other celebrity I rep. <laughs> and uh, and so we'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll send you some. And so spreading the product around and, and reaching out to those agents and contacts. And then from there, using those opportunities, right, to create, to create more. We did do a deal that, that we were early on pleased with, with Tyga, we did another deal with the game. We've done a number of um, a number of deals, both on the the marketing side of of getting them involved in our our social media and and personal appearances, and and most of that has come through personal relationships that we we built up along the way. We're going to take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors, and now back to our program. And so, um, you know, in terms of going to market, like where where have you been selling? Like, what's what's been the channels? Who who you know who actually is taking this product and who's moving the product for you? Yeah, great question. It's shine being a twenty four karat gold rolling paper. You know, it has its own specific niche of people that are interested in it, and it tends to be head shops in the in the early days. That that's uh-huh. really where we got our start, and we've always tried to support the retailers, right? Like we understand the market and, and we don't try to discount in a way that hurts them online. We, we like driving traffic to them. Matter of fact, we had a, a really interesting program that we had to run virtual this year, but, but we're going to bring it back called Shine Day. And Shine Day is 2-4, February 4th for 24 karat, of course. And, uh, and, and we love Shine Day. It's such a great thing. But when we were building it out as a, as a marketing exercise, as entrepreneurs, Dave and I were sitting there and we're talking it through and, and what would it look like. And we created this giant scavenger hunt and a ton of deals on that day and, and just like a, a real push around the product. But at the core center 
of making Shine Day successful was making sure the stores were successful, right? Mm -hmm. So how can we get the retailers involved in Shine Day so that we drive traffic into their stores? And then that way, even if somebody doesn't pick up a pack of Shine, maybe they pick up something else and, and our retailers, you know, get a little win. So, so we really care about the retailers. And then after that, uh, it, of course, we do a good click on, on e-com and, and then wholesale, you know, buyers that put it in other, other stores. But during, mm -hmm. during COVID, things changed. I mean, it definitely, you know, we lost a, a lot of retail sales because yeah, the stores sure. were, were clearly closed. And, yeah. and we've looked for ways to help our retailers come back and, and help them with, you know, POS and discounts on product and, you know, anything we can do to help get foot traffic back into the, the retailers now. But it definitely created a big boom for e-com. I mean, we, we probably shifted, I bet we're at least 50% up during the COVID year over uh -huh. uh, the previous year with, with e-com. And then, and then now there's, there's a really uh, fantastic chain that we're, we're chewing on, which is convenience stores. We didn't, we didn't work on that one too hard in the beginning, but now there seems to be a tipping point in mainstream retail with you know, being willing to, to put cannabis products out there. So the, re the retailers, the convenience stores themselves are, are willing to actually shelve product that is, you know, clearly focused on cannabis, cannabis use. Yeah. And I would say, you know, all of us, you know, we all grew up being able to buy rolling papers in convenience yeah. stores. It, it was just kind of a, a back accessory product though, right? They weren't, yeah. they weren't interested to talk about it. <laughs> they mm -hmm. were just kind of like, Hey, yeah, if you want to pack a, you know, whatever yeah. rolling papers from the Walmart, you know, brand, yeah. then, uh, then we can, we can pull those out for you, but we're not going to do anything incredibly innovative. And, and, you know, even, even their blunt wraps, which is a big product for us at the moment that we can talk about the, the, the yeah. blunt wrap market was essentially buy a cigar and cut it open and take the stuffing out. Right. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what everyone did. There was yeah. no blunt wrap market in the convenience stores. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how has that come up? I mean, where, how did that start and, and where have you seen that market go? Well, for us, it, back to cigars. I mean, it brings us back yeah. full circle, right? I mean, uh, Dave knows cigars inside and out, and we had done so much of that business. And so he was passionate about creating a blunt wrap product, cigar wrap, that that was a super good tobacco, uh, mm -hmm. you know, again, back to, to that kind of tobacco we used on Gold Cut. Mm -hmm. Let's use something really good, that's high quality and then let's cut it in the right form so that you don't have to do a bunch of prep work to, <laughs> to get ready to roll your, your blunt. Yeah. You can just, uh, you know, our, our package comes with three blunt wraps. They're, they're in different flavors and, uh, you pull them right out and, and roll it right up just like roll you would a go. rolling paper. Yeah. And so that brand's called Pure Leaf. We've, we've been around, Pure Leaf's been around maybe, five years at this point, but this is the year that it's really just taking off because of the convenience stores and, and the, what I see is the tipping point in retail. So you're seeing movement of the blunt wrap and of the gold, the gold rolling papers as well. 
Absolutely. That's one of the most interesting findings that we've come out with the last six months is when we started attacking these convenience stores and the convenience stores were, were way in. We were, we were mm-hmm. uh, kind of shocked. We, you know, you expect to get some no's and we weren't getting yeah. a lot of no's. We were getting, <laughs> Where <are the> no's? <laughs> we were, yeah, they're like, yes, okay, sure. This is a good product. We'd love to carry it. And uh, so Pure Leaf was, was getting good adoption and then we started to pitch into that process more and more our shine 24 karat gold cone the the cone at retail is 12 14 dollars for one one cone but uh-huh. it's so convenient it's easy to grab just one of them you know yep. obviously a cone you can you can there's no prep work at all yeah, and you just uh, load it it's it's load just it, fan, yeah. it's a fantastic product and so we started pitching it to the convenience stores alongside the tobacco and they all are taking it and we were we were kind of shot by that because it, it, for them it means shelf space and educating the consumer and doing something mm-hmm. new and cool in cannabis, you know, in the mainstream store. And they're they're in like they're they're all taking it and uh, and we're excited to to. to and what have get the sales that. been like? Have you have you got any good data on actually how much is actually selling out of this? Out of this we're we're doing fantastic on Pure Leaf, but on the Shine side, we're just now getting those in the convenience stores. Yeah. Okay. So it's TBD. That story's yet to be written. Yeah. What do you think the the psychology is here? Like people, you know, yes, you know, maybe COVID has been tough. Maybe you know finances are a little tight, but splurging on a twelve dollar you know, 24 karat gold cone is, is something that just gives me a little bit of fun. And I go to the party and I kind of look, you know, I've got something kind of interesting to, to have with me. That's right. That's right. That's what, what drives it. And, you know, it's kind of, we joke that it's kind of a lipstick purchase, right? You're not going to, you're, you're not going to have to have it. I mean, our, our tobacco, our, our fans are a little more, you know, loyal and, and, and want it every time they smoke a blunt because that product is just fantastic. And there's a lot of people yeah. that, that do that, you know, on a very regular basis. Now, and, and with our gold product, you know, we do have some some very loyal customers, including customers that have tattooed our logo on on themselves. <laughs> uh, so so we, we love our, our, our customers and our, our loyal gold gang members but to your point yeah i mean especially in a convenience store you know you're gonna you're gonna see that gold cone and and you're gonna think oh i'm going to this party this is this is worth splurging a couple of bucks on it so i can i can have some fun and and really the bigger thing is celebrate a moment that that was one of our main marketing pushes a few years ago was just celebrating a moment with a a 24 gold joint is is pretty pretty special and and we have a lot of social media content of people that are you know using our our product at a, a wedding a bachelor party uh uh-huh. you know i sold my company there's all kinds of fun stories online of, of people celebrating with our our 24 karat product yeah kind of a kind of a make a moment kind of product that's exactly right turning a moment into a special special moment yeah and then, now the the thing that we're really looking for in that in that same vein is we do have a number of deals and we're trying to to get them throughout the different states because they're they're kind of siloed at the moment is a, a pre-roll partner in every every mm-hmm. major market slash state because we've got this terrific product that doesn't have, you know, specific cannabis in it. And so what we're doing is saying, Hey, how can we partner with people to 
get our product into a dispensary where it's already pre-rolled because that is the absolute easiest sell that we ever see is when people are at a dispensary and they're going to an event on Friday night and there's a display of, you know, 24 karat gold joints pre-rolled. I mean, they, they literally, you know, walk off the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess what have been the challenges or where, where are you in along that process? Again, it's network effect. I mean, we're just trying to find the right partners. We've had, we've had some partners that were frustrating. Uh, we've had other partners that, that have been good, but are siloed to their particular area. So yeah. for us, it's just a matter of expansion and getting into to different spots and, and it like all, all things in cannabis that I'm sure every, every listener can can agree to is it's so siloed into particular areas that we, if we have a great partner, you know, in one particular locale, that doesn't help us at all in the other. And we, we love to partner with people and and help push the product out through, through those kind of channels. You know, one of my, my favorite entrepreneurial lines is the best way to make money is to make someone else a lot more money. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, and that's really our, our methodology. I mean, going back to even our passion for retailers, it's like, you know what, if you, if you just develop really good products that are fun and people want them, and then you just work correctly <laughs> in, the, in the ecosystem uh-huh. and, and help everybody else do their, their piece, I've always found that to be the, the easiest way to, to spread something and, and create excitement for it. Just don't, yeah. don't, don't work against the, <laughs> the ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, what, like, yeah, leverage it. Don't, don't try to fight it. That's right. What, um, and so where do you go from here? Like, so, you, so you've had a couple of interesting products. You've, you're talking about the pre-rolls. Like, is the future papers and products? Is the future gold? <laughs> like, are you going to figure out ways to get gold on other things? Like, where, where do you see this going? Yeah, well, I mean, we've experimented with gold on, uh, you know, we have gold rolling trays and gold grinders, but those are all just basically accessories to the, yeah. to the brand. And, and we're excited about them. They're, they're fun products. But, but really, you know, our passion at this moment is scale of the core product, scale of yeah. tobacco wraps, scale of 24 karat gold rolling papers. We are already in 3,000 stores in the world. Wow. And, and so we've, we've put it out there and people know what it is. And, you know, we've got, I don't know, 300,000 Instagram followers. We're, we're a known entity for sure, but there's so much more we can do in the way of getting into you know, dispensaries and international markets and mainstream stores, including the convenience store. So for us, it's really at this moment where we've got these great products, people are really loving them. And the question is, how do we get them into the most shelf space as possible to give, you know, them access to them because your e-com we're driving e-com but but really for us it's it's how do we partner with people and and get them on the shelf because that's where we find we really do get that instant driven sale right because mm-hmm. people are going to that party they're not thinking a week ahead they might you know we do a big business at 420 they might think ahead for 420 plans but but if they see our product especially pre-rolled in a dispensary but but on a convenience store shelf uh, as well, they are going to buy it. I mean, like yeah. the, we we have a lot of data of of pull through uh, for head shops and other retailers where it is going to to move as a product if it just sits on the shelf long enough. Yeah, it is somewhat of a spontaneous purchase, right? So it's got to be in the right place at the right time, 
and then people people will pull the product if it's there. That's right. Yeah, I think yeah. you're totally right. I mean, I think that that is it is a, a normally more of a a last minute thought, you know, counter purchase. Mm-hmm. And, but there are there are plenty of people that buy our six sheet pack, twelve sheet pack, and and larger larger supplies. So I wouldn't say mm-hmm. we don't have those loyal. We definitely have loyal customers who are you know always stocking up on the product and waiting for for a little deal to to, to put some on their shelf. But but really, what where we can see, I think, real good growth is is exactly what you said. You know, getting it on a shelf that a consumer can say, oh, I I do want that this weekend. Let me let me just grab one. Yeah, yeah, I've got that event I'm going to, or we're off to, a, so we're celebrating something. Oh, this would be a fun thing to, to kind of add to the mix. I right. Could, I could see that. Yeah. And, and what, are, what are the big challenges that you see right now in terms of growing and scaling the business? Like where, you know, from a market point of view, distribution, production, like where are the areas that you know are going to be a challenge as you, you start to scale the business? Well, COVID definitely changed a lot of stuff. And I, and I think yeah. that we're learning still what that effect means and, and where our economy is going and, and where consumers want us to to show up and interact with them. I mean, I, I'm thinking even festivals, you know, we, we used to do a mm-hmm. lot of festival support and, and uh, be, try to, try to be in the, in, in the big events. And obviously we haven't been able to talk to our consumers that way. And we, we would love to again. So finding those opportunities to talk to the consumer, we have done some, some high-end retail, Yves Saint Laurent and others have have taken the product. Mm-hmm. Miley Cyrus took it on tour for for her merch back in the day. So yeah. so we've done a lot of those kind of partnerships, and and that's really we're looking for more of those. That I think that's probably our our number one challenge at the moment is just connecting with. Um, other members of the the cannabis network and and figuring out or the mainstream right um, mm-hmm. event space etc. Figuring out what that looks like post COVID. How do we how do we touch our our um, you know Gold Gang members and and provide them content and or experiences that that keep them excited about the product. So that that's our number one challenge. We we've, we've come through you know a lot of challenges around manufacturing and yeah. uh, shipping and certainly partnerships on on marketing side we've had all kinds of of uh, you know crazy crazy stories over the years but but really our number one challenge right now is we've got a really solid product really really good team out there pushing it and we just need to to focus on creating partnerships with other people that allow us to to scale it you know put it put it into the right spots yeah. Patrick, this has been great. Thank you so much for taking the time today. If people want to find out more about you, more about Shine, what's the best way to get that information? Absolutely. They can send me an email. My email is pack, P-A-K, bry, B-R-Y, P-A-K-B-R-Y at gmail.com. Uh, or they can email my business partner as well. Um, I don't, I don't normally use my shine papers address for everything. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but he does and he's, uh, Dave D A V E at shinepapers.com. Great. I'll make sure that the links and the and, uh, URL and everything is in the show notes here so people can click through and get that. Patrick, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been a pleasure. 100%. Thanks for having me, Bruce. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud. 
with business coach Bruce Eckfeld. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.